0: Good morning and thank you for joining us on Five at Eight. It's Thursday, February 1st, 2024, and here's Linda Carlisle and Mark Overman with today's top news. In this episode, we will talk about Europe narrowly avoiding a recession in the fourth quarter of 2023. Chinese hackers preparing to disrupt US infrastructure, the liquidation of China's most indebted property developer Evergrande, Neuralink, implanting its wireless brain chip in a human for the first time, and the discovery of a new type of star known as an old smoker near the center of the Milky Way galaxy. Story number one. According to CNN, Europe's economy narrowly avoided a recession in the fourth quarter of 2023, with GDP stagnating compared to the previous three months. The Eurozone and the wider European Union both managed to escape a recession, defined as two consecutive quarters of economic contraction. However, Europe's economy has been struggling to recover from the pandemic due to high inflation and rapid interest rate hikes. Germany's economy shrank for the first time since the onset of the pandemic, while Italy and Spain experienced better-than-expected growth. Overall, economists remain pessimistic about Europe's economic prospects and expect the economy to remain weak in the coming months. Can you believe this, Linda? Europe's economy just narrowly missed falling into a recession by the end of 2023. Despite all the problems they've faced, including high inflation and a surge in energy prices, they've somehow managed to hold on. It's a bit like watching a tightrope walker, isn't it? The slightest misstep could lead to disaster. It's
1: been a real balancing act. The Eurozone's GDP has basically flatlined since the third quarter of 2022. That's when energy prices shot up due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and the European Central Bank began hiking up interest rates. It's a challenging situation, and it's clear that the effects of these issues are still rippling through the economy.
0: Yeah, it's a tough spot. But what about Germany, Linda? Their output actually shrunk last year for the first time since the pandemic started. That's gotta hurt, right?
1: It does indeed, Mark. Germany is Europe's largest economy. So a contraction there has significant implications for the whole region. But other member states like Italy and Spain had better than expected growth in the last quarter of 2023. It shows that the economic impacts vary across the region.
0: That's fascinating. So what can we anticipate next? Will the European economy bounce back or is it stuck in this slow grind for a while?
1: Well, Mark, some analysts believe that the Eurozone economy might continue to flatline in the first half of 2024. The effects of past monetary tightening and a more restrictive fiscal policy could further slow things down. However, it's also important to remember the resilience of these economies. They've weathered many storms before and it's possible that they could find a way to navigate this one as well.
0: Story number two. The FBI director Christopher Wray has warned that Chinese hackers are preparing to disrupt U.S. infrastructure in the event of a war between the two countries, as reported by The Guardian. U.S. officials have recently disrupted a state-backed Chinese effort to plant malware in civilian infrastructure, including water treatment plants, the electrical grid, and transportation systems. This aligns with assessments from cybersecurity firms, such as Microsoft, which have previously reported Chinese hackers targeting U.S. critical infrastructure. The operation disrupted a botnet of routers owned by private citizens and companies that had been hijacked by the hackers. The FBI and Justice Department obtained search and seizure orders to disrupt the hackers, known as Volt Typhoon. Ray emphasized the need for public focus on this cyber threat, which could have real-world consequences for American citizens. The U.S. has become more aggressive in dismantling cyber operations, with Ray stating that Beijing-backed hackers aim to steal business secrets and personal information. The threat is complicated by the adaptability of state-backed hackers, particularly from China and Russia. The outdated routers exploited by Volt Typhoon were easy targets due to the lack of security updates. U.S. officials have deleted the malware in these routers and added code to prevent reinfection. While allies have also been affected by Volt Typhoon's hacking, Countermeasures have not been disclosed. China has denied the hacking allegations and accused the U.S. of daily intrusions against its government. However, the outgoing commander of U.S. Cyber Command and the National Security Agency stated that responsible cyber actors do not target civilian infrastructure, as stated by The Guardian. Good grief, Linda. This news about China's hacking threats to U.S. infrastructure is pretty unsettling. It seems like the battlefield is evolving from the physical to the digital, isn't it?
1: The digital age has brought about a new kind of warfare, one that doesn't require soldiers on the ground but hackers behind screens. It's less about physical destruction and more about disrupting crucial systems that societies heavily rely on, like water treatment plants, electrical grids and transportation systems.
0: Right. And it's not just the U.S. at risk here. The article mentions that U.S. officials say allies were also affected by the Volt Typhoon's hacking. This threat is more global than we might think.
1: Yes, Mark. Cyber threats have a ripple effect. The interconnectedness of our global systems means an attack on one nation can have widespread implications. They're not just a danger to the targeted country, but also its allies, and even neutrals.
0: That's a scary thought. What's also worrying is how these foreign hackers are hiding in U.S.-based infrastructure. I mean, these outdated routers were easy prey because they no longer received security updates. It feels like we're sitting ducks.
1: Indeed, the vulnerabilities in our technology can be exploited quite easily. As the director of the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency pointed out, we've made it easy on them. It highlights the critical need for ongoing investment in our cybersecurity infrastructure to ensure we keep pace with evolving threats.
0: So, Linda, do you think there should be some sort of international agreement or regulation regarding cyber warfare? Just like we have treaties for nuclear arms, should there be something similar for cyber attacks?
1: That's a complex issue, Mark. On one hand, it makes sense to have an international legal framework to govern cyber warfare. But the problem is... Cyber-threats are not as clear-cut as traditional warfare. It's often hard to definitively attribute a cyber-attack to a specific nation or actor, which makes enforcement challenging. Nonetheless, it's an area that needs serious attention. We must work towards creating a universally acceptable rule of engagement for this new battlefront.
0: Yeah, it's a tough nut to crack. But as we're seeing, the stakes are too high for us not to figure this out. Thanks for your insights, Linda. It's clear that we're in a brave new world and we need to adapt quickly. Story number three. The liquidation of Evergrande, China's most indebted property developer, has raised questions about its impact on investors, workers, and homebuyers. According to CNN, the legal systems of Hong Kong and China remain distinct, and it is unclear how the liquidation will unfold in mainland China. The court-appointed liquidator will have powers in Hong Kong, but it is uncertain who will control Evergrande's mainland operations. Evergrande's CEO has pledged to maintain normal operations, but there are unfinished homes that may not be delivered. The government may intervene to ensure completion and repayment of creditors. It is unlikely that job losses will immediately occur. Other struggling developers may face bankruptcy, while healthier ones may receive increased funding The outcome for Evergrande remains uncertain, with the liquidation process expected to be protracted. Do you know what jumps out at me, Linda? It's the vastness of Evergrande's operations. I mean, we're talking about a company that had over 12,000 employees, made more than $110 billion in sales, and owned over 1,300 property developments in 280 cities. The sheer scale of it is staggering. And its collapse is going to send shockwaves through the global economy, much like when Lehman Brothers went under.
1: It's not just the magnitude, but the complexity of the situation that is mind-boggling. Evergrande, like many multinational corporations, operates across different legal jurisdictions. And in this case, the distinct legal systems of Hong Kong and mainland China add a layer of complexity to the liquidation process.
0: Right. And there's no precedent for this. No Chinese company as huge as Evergrande has ever been wound up by a Hong Kong court. So it's uncharted territory. And you know what they say? Where there's uncertainty, there's volatility.
1: Indeed. And this uncertainty is already causing ripples in the global investment community. The process will be closely watched by international investors, many of whom are already concerned about China's real estate crisis and shifting ideology-driven policies. Depending on how this plays out, It could either restore or further erode confidence in the Chinese market.
0: Absolutely. There's also the human side of this crisis. What happens to the thousands of employees of Evergrande? What about the home buyers waiting for their apartments? It's a tough situation all around.
1: That's a critical point, Mark. The impacts of such corporate failures extend beyond financial markets and investors. They have real, tangible effects on everyday people. It's a stark reminder of the interconnectedness of our global economy and the systemic risks posed by complex corporate structures.
0: Story number four. According to Al Jazeera, Elon Musk's Neuralink has implanted its wireless brain chip in a human for the first time, with the patient reported to be recovering well. The chip, which is surgically implanted in the skull, aims to restore motor functionality and enable a brain-computer interface. Neuralink's human testing phase will collect data on safety and effectiveness. The company has previously tested the chip on monkeys and pigs. However, ethical concerns have been raised about the experimentation on animals and the potential risks associated with brain surgery. Tell me, Linda, this Neuralink business seems like straight out of some sci-fi flick, doesn't it? Brain chips and all? I mean, it's incredible what technology can do these days. But it's also kind of scary, you know?
1: Yes, Mark. It's fascinating and terrifying at the same time. The potential of this technology is immense, from restoring motor functionality in people with neurological disorders to creating a brain-computer interface. Imagine controlling your phone or computer just by thinking about it.
0: Absolutely mind-blowing. But then, there's this dark side too, right? I mean, brain surgery is a risky business. Hemorrhages, seizures, and that's not even touching the ethical questions.
1: Yes, Mark. Those are very real concerns. The surgical risks are inherent with any invasive procedure, especially one that involves the brain. Ethically as well, this is uncharted territory. For instance, implants raise privacy and surveillance issues. How much control will users have over their personal data and neural activity?
0: Yeah, it's not just about what this tech can do, but what it should do. And there's also the concern about animal testing, right?
1: Neuralink's trials on monkeys and pigs have been criticized. While the company claims that no animals died as a result of the implants, there have been reported issues like paralysis, seizures, and brain swelling. This brings us back to the ethical implications of such technology, not just for humans, but for animals as well.
0: And ain't Musk's firm the only one playing in this field? I heard about this company down under Synchron doing something similar.
1: There are around 40 brain-computer interface trials currently underway in the United States alone. Synchron the Australian company you mentioned, has also implanted its device in a patient. However, their approach is different, as it does not require cutting into the skull.
0: Well, Linda, this is one heck of a rabbit hole. It's like we're standing at the edge of a new frontier, ain't it?
1: It is, Mark. And as we move forward into this new frontier, it's crucial that we navigate it thoughtfully. This includes robust discussions about the ethics, privacy issues, and safety concerns surrounding these technologies. We need to ensure that, as we advance, we do so responsibly and with the best interests of all stakeholders in mind.
0: Story number five. According to CNN, astronomers have discovered a new type of star known as an old smoker during a decade-long survey of the night sky. These aging giant stars are located near the center of the Milky Way galaxy and remain inactive for long periods before emitting clouds of smoke and dust The observations were made using infrared light, which can penetrate the dust and gas in the galaxy. The discovery of these stars could provide insights into the distribution of elements across the universe. Should we talk about the latest discovery in the astronomical world? It's not every day that scientists discover a new type of star. The old smoker stars are fascinating, aren't they? They're like the universe's own fireworks, staying quiet for years, and then out of nowhere releasing a massive cloud of smoke and dust
1: yes this discovery is a perfect example of how much there is still to learn about our universe these old smoker stars could play a significant role in distributing elements across the universe it's like watching the life cycle of stars in reverse from the death of a star to the birth of new elements
0: it's like these stars have been holding their breath for decades only to release a huge belch of cosmic dust And the most intriguing part? This could completely change the way we understand how elements spread across the cosmos.
1: Yes, it's intriguing. It brings to mind the discoveries of pulsars and quasars, doesn't it? Those moments when our understanding of celestial bodies took a significant leap forward. But we also need to remember that these discoveries are only possible thanks to advancements in technology. The Visible and Infrared Survey Telescope, for instance, played a crucial role in this discovery.
0: That's a great point, Linda. It's like, uh, technology is the lens that lets us see deeper into the universe. And speaking of seeing deeper, this discovery makes me wonder about the future of our own solar system. I mean, our sun will eventually become a red giant, right?
1: Right, Mark. But whether it will become an old smoker remains to be seen. And that's the beauty of science, isn't it? Every discovery opens up a new set of questions, what happens after these stars release their dense smoke? How does this process affect the formation of new star systems? These are questions for future research.
0: Well, Linda, one thing's for sure. The universe isn't running out of mysteries anytime soon. And as we continue to observe these old smoker stars, who knows what else we might discover about our universe and its elemental distribution. It's a thrilling time to be alive, isn't it?
1: Couldn't agree more, Mark. There's so much more to discover... And every new finding gets us one step closer to understanding our place in this vast universe.
0: That's it for this morning. Have a great day and see you all tomorrow.
1: Five at Eight is researched, written, and performed by artificial intelligence. For more information, visit botcaster.ai.